welcome back to the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. My name is Jason Weiser, and today we're going to be talking about what do I need to know about SEO with our special guest, Mark Traphagen from Stone Temple Consulting. And I want to be sure to let you know that there are more expert interviews over at www.ontracktips.com. That's ontracktips.com. Today's expert is Mark Traphagen, and Mark's going to help us understand what do you need to know about SEO. For those of you that don't know Mark, he's an expert on Google Plus and Google Authorship, and he's currently working on the first comprehensive book covering Google Authorship and AuthorRank. Mark's been involved in social media and online community formation since the mid-90s. Mark's spoken at major conferences such as SMX, Converge South, Search Engine, as well as numerous local SEO meetings. And in his free time, Mark participates in competitive storytelling, and he plays with the Dixieland Street Band. And on behalf of myself, Mark, and so many other small business owners out there, I want to extend a very special uh, appreciation to you for the content that you put out there. It's educational. It's inspirational. My business is where it is because, largely because of what you've provided and the direction and leadership you've provided. So I want to, everybody to give us a very big warm welcome to Mark Traphagen to the show. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you for that very warm welcome and, and wonderful introduction. Uh, it's great to be with you and your audience today. I'm, I'm very excited about this particular hangout. Uh, I think we often forget that uh, many people in the world in which we live in, online marketing uh, websites, are still at the basic level. And things like they hear about SEO, they, they read a few things about it, and it, it looks scary and frightening. It doesn't need to be. And I'm hoping today that we can make this a topic that everybody that watches today comes away with something actionable, something I know I can do that at least and get a foothold on this. So looking forward to the time. Excellent. And, and, and for those of you that are watching, go ahead and, and ask questions. Get involved. If you're over on Google+, then there's a comment stream. We'll uh, start asking your questions. Keep them short and keep them simple, and we'll try to bring them up at the end of the show. Uh, if you're watching over on Facebook, then there's comments over there. And of course, on YouTube, you know where the comments are. Um, also, join in the conversation on Twitter. Use the hashtag, pound on track tips. And in fact, if you're on Twitter, we've already crafted a little tweet that you can help support the show uh, using that tweet that's already been just copy and paste that. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. We've only got a half an hour and we have a ton of stuff to cover today. So <laughs> I gave you an incredible list. So, all right, let's start out. The very basics, how do you define uh, SEO? What's the easiest way to explain it? Well, the name says it. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And by optimization, we mean doing whatever you can to help the search engines in their job. Uh, the search engines want to connect people with the best content for any particular query, a query, a question that a person asks the search engine, information that they're looking for. The search engine wants to know who's got the best information out there on that. And so search engine optimization is simply doing everything you possibly can to provide the, the, the routes and the information that the search engines need to be able to say, this your site is authoritative on this particular thing. We should connect people uh, with you on that. And I think the key word that you use there is help. There's no real guarantee, right? I mean, this is what we're doing to help the be do the best we can. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's a great way of putting it right. And it's, there's no guarantee. 
And in the past, uh, many people may be aware, there, there were, frankly, a lot of ways to game it, uh, and there still are. Uh, there's different uh, techniques that people use to try to manipulate or, or fool uh, the search engines by some knowledge of what they use to rank websites, uh, certain things, and then, then gaming toward that. But the, the reality is that the search engines, and Google in particular, are getting smarter and smarter all the time at detecting that. And the ability to do that is getting more and more difficult. So it, it pays people to do it the right way, even though that may take longer. Uh, it's more future-proof. It's going to get you in a better place in the long run. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's really, you know, when we're talking about optimization, we're talking about getting people to our content. Now, that content could be in many different areas. Most, most often uh, thought we think of our websites, um, but there are really two expressions. There's on-site and off-site. Can you talk a little bit and help us understand the difference there? Sure. Um, on-site, first of all, is the more generally we, we call that technical SEO, although there's technical aspects to, to both sides. Uh, and on-site SEO is creating a site and doing things on your site that make it as easy as possible for the search engines to find your content, find what your site is about, and understand uh, your site so that they know what to rank it for. Uh, so that can get that can get very technical, uh, but it's basically setting up your site in the best possible way, uh, following best practices making sure that it's, uh, that it's easy to navigate. If people can get around it generally and find what they're looking for easily, generally the search engines will be able to do that as well. And then uh, clearly identifying, on making sure that every page has, has really good, well-done, in-depth text content that helps uh, the search engines understand what this page is about and then overall what your site is about. And maybe we'll get into it a little bit longer, but there's there are just advances coming in the search technology and already here that uh, that really reward that kind of, of depth of content in terms of so that's on-site. Off-site is everything that happens that helps point the search engines toward your site and your content. Um, traditionally, that's mostly been links, links from other sites. Uh, Google, uh, other search engines are based around primarily the signals that come from links. Links from other websites are, are counted sort of like votes toward your site. And the more relevant those links are, the more relevant the site is to your what your site is about. And then every website uh, is given by the search engines uh, a very complex ranking score. Uh, in Google, that's called PageRank. And that ranking score determines uh, the authority that that site has. How trusted is it? Uh, how how good does it appear to be? And other people seem to think that it is. And those links to your content and to your site help build the authority of your site. And generally, the more authority your site has, the better it will do in, in search rankings, the more likely it is to come up higher when people enter queries on the search engine looking for things that, that the search engine could connect them with on your site. So offsite, now that's expanding rapidly into other areas, not only links, but uh, social signals are going to become more and more important. What's happening in the social sphere around you and your site. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, just a number of things building, you know, building up general authority. Uh, we can maybe get a little bit talking later into things like, like authorship um, and, you know, having authoritative authors writing on your site. There's just a whole panoply of, of different signals now that are involved in that off-site SEO. 
Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time to get into the deep technicals, which if anybody wants to do that, of course, Mark will tell us where we can go and find him and really tap into his technical wisdoms as well. Um, but uh, going back to some of the terminologies, uh, I have a service that I provide for my clients. It's called Your Social Grid, and it, it helps them get listed on local business directories. And the the thought is that I can do off-site and draft um, their website off of uh, higher ranking uh, services like, say, Yelp um, or the other business directory listings. Um, is that, you know, when I'm talking on-site and off-site, now that was a term that somebody told me that's called SMO marketing. Can you tell me what that is? Well, uh, SMO generally uh, is used for so social media optimization. Um, uh -huh. Uh, although it may be a different acronym for what you're referring to, because it sounds like you're talking about local search. Um, oh. And a key thing in local search of, of offsite optimization, that's local search is a whole world of its own. It's becoming more and more important. If you run any kind of local business, this is something you need to be paying attention to and, and researching because uh, Google in particular is getting very locally focused. Um, search is getting more and more personalized. And one of the ways in which it's personalized is Google generally knows when someone um, uses Google search where they are, uh, their location. And this is all the more true as more and more people are using smartphones and, and mobile uh, to access Google. So uh, you want to have those, those local signals running. And one of those is called citations, which can be things like reviews, getting good reviews, not only on Google Plus Local, that should be obvious, that would have an effect, but uh, reputable sites like Yelp or, or whatever review sites are relevant to your industry, those reviews are very critical to helping your site to do better. The search engines are looking at those more and more. Um, there's other things, again, you know, we don't, we're not doing the deep dive here, but um, having citations on reputable uh, local directories out there that confirm to Google uh, this is your address, this is your name, this is your phone number. Make Google more confident that you are who you say you are, that you are a real business. Yeah, I think the, the acronym that uh, I was told anyway, maybe it's not, was uh, search marketing optimization. It was oh, a yeah, way yeah, of... That's a, that's, a broader, that's a broader topic. Uh, oh. That really covers everything that we're doing. And when we talk about search marketing optimization, you're really talking beyond just um, search engine optimization to doing real marketing. And this is becoming more and more important for us where you, you can't just do technical things and manipulate the search engines anymore. You have to be building real following out there. You have to be uh, engaging with your audience. Uh, you have to be building fans and, and evangelists around your brand and around your business, people who will share it and talk about it with others. Because the more of that, that buzz you get going um, going around you and the more people that are sharing your stuff, that's all confirmatory signals to the search engines that do that. And if that's, if you're a local business again, and then you've got that happening on a local level, it's all the more powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so we really kind of covered two things just to recap quickly. We've got search uh, engine uh, SEO that's on site where we actually go into our site and we do some technical things there, or we can expand that out uh, for social media or local business directories. And so let's transition then into social media. Um, I know a lot of our, uh, I know a lot of people that I've spoken to, they say, I just don't have the time, the money, the resources to be able to do social media. So can't I just exist or survive if I just do a really good on-site SEO? Well, 
Yes and no. I mean, it depends. You you can. Uh, that will get you ahead of a lot of other people. But today, uh, you know, we just talked about how important that, that real marketing is. And social media is one of the critical places where that's happening. Uh, every statistic that we see says that more and more consumers are moving out and, and looking to social to uh, make their purchasing decisions. And if you're not there, if you're not present, if you're not engaging with them, if you're not creating content and getting it shared out, that they're going to see, you're not going to be at top of mind when it comes to that moment when they make a decision about where am I going to purchase. Uh, so there's there's no doubt that doing social media right is uh, is a time investment, but it's an investment like anything else in your business. Uh, the more that you do it, the more it's going to going to pay off. The trick is learning to do it strategically, and again, that's beyond the scope of this half hour. But um, to if you, you there's ways that you can learn, and hopefully some of the resources we'll talk about at the end will help you in this to uh, optimize and to to use your time to the best. And I, I know a lot of businesses who spend half an hour to an hour a day and get uh, on their social media and can get quite a bit out of it in that time if they're they're doing it day in and day out. I work with a, a local uh, business, uh, blindsbeautiful.net, and uh, Doug's been in business for 25 years. He's a successful entrepreneur, and uh, he, he just now is stepping into uh, the Internet world. And frankly, it just freaks him right out. It intimidates the heck out of him. Uh, and uh, so this notion of needing to get involved in, 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 in social media or SEO, and, and I try to share some of these ideas with him. First of all, it's difficult to be able to convey the scope and the investment necessary mm -hmm. for him. So the question is, can I do this myself? And if I can't do it myself, I need to hire somebody in. So I want to pull on the screen uh, real quickly a question here. Um, and I can't see where it went. Oh, no, Heather Crafter had asked the question, um, is, is this, um, you'll have to find it. But, yeah, here she is. She says, my question is, can I do this myself or do I have to hire somebody to do this? Well, I don't, can I, I'll, back, I'll answer that question. But I want to back up just, just for a second. Uh, I have a, a friend uh, named Rand Wilson on Google Plus, who is a, just a master uh, content marketer and has created very successful businesses online for himself. And he likes to rib me every once in a while because he says that he does no SEO, uh, does, does do any of the things that we're talking about today and gets tremendous traffic uh, from organic search to his websites. And he does very well. And my, uh, my answer to that is you can reach a point, and this is the good news, it, it does take initial investment, no doubt about it, to get off the ground. When you're starting out, you're unknown. You're unknown to everybody in the world. You're unknown to the search engines. You've got to do a certain amount of groundwork to get yourself known. The good news is once you get up to a certain level, I, I don't want to give the impression it's then, you know, set it and forget it, sit back and, you know, put your ease back in your easy chair and it just rolls in. But you can reach a level where you have enough audience, you have enough buzz around there, your site begins to build up um, authority with the search engines that you just keep creating the content, you keep doing the good stuff, and people will find you. And, and people will, it, it kind of runs itself after a while. But to get back to your question, uh, there's no easy answer to that. There is a lot that you can do on your own. Uh, it depends on how valuable your time is, how much time you want to invest. There's a lot of resources on the web that can teach you a lot. Uh, about what you apply and what you do on your own. But at the end of the day, you've got to make a decision. Um, is this worth me spending the time on? 
or would it be better to hire a professional? One of the things I'll, I'll skip ahead. You know, you asked me to prepare seven uh, seven tips for folks at the end. I'm gonna gonna cheat and go ahead to one right here right now, right. and that is if you spend money on anything, uh, especially if your site is fairly new, or even if it's been around for a while, and you wonder why why am I not ranking? Why am I not getting traffic from search? One thing I would recommend is if you're going to spend even a little bit of money is to get a professional SEO audit. Uh, find somebody, get recommendations, find somebody who's reputable in the SEO industry who seems to know what they're doing, and see if you can you can hire them for just you know one-time project where they go in, they look at your site, and then they give you a list. Here's the things that could be problems, and they'll give you a list of priorities. You need to work on this first, this second, and then you can go and look up those things and find resources on how to do them, and, and as you have time, check away on that list. Um, the, the last thing I'll say about this question is it depends on, on your scope. If you, um, if you need a lot of help, if you need to move the needle faster, then it becomes more important to think about hiring a professional or hiring an agency uh, to help you in this. Because the, I guess the answer is you can do it on your own, but because of your limited time, it's going to take you longer to get there. Yeah, and I think that that's that's what I tell a lot of my clients is you know which wh what do you what is your main focus are you can you be more effective spending your time investing in your business and doing what you're an expert at or would you want to go online and try to learn to save a couple dollars uh, by instead of hiring an expert and I think that's really key and and just just one more thing on that I I said this before but I really want to emphasize it uh, Check around first, talk to people, get recommendations before you hire uh, an SEO or hire an SEO agency. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of great people out there and a lot of wonderful people who really do good work. And unfortunately in our industry, the, the barrier to entry is low. Anybody can put up a website and say they're an SEO. And there are, are people who will take your money and not do much for you. There are people who maybe even worse will uh, go right to using older spammy manipulative techniques that make you delighted because you know all of a sudden you see three weeks later and you're starting to rank for important keywords, uh, and then the next thing you know, two months later, you've got a penalty from Google because Google discovers this agency's been doing bad stuff uh, behind the scenes. So be careful, uh, get recommendations, hire somebody reputable. What uh, can you give us a rough idea? How much would an audit cost? What do they What do they go for roughly from a uh, reputable source? Uh, yeah, it depends on who. It depends on how big the site is. You know how much uh, you want out of it. But I would say that you should be able to get uh, get one for uh, anywhere from $150 to to up to $500. Mm -hmm. um, that's just some rough figures. It's going to depend on who you're working with, uh, how much. And you at what time? At, at what point in my evolution? Because a lot of the people on this series were just starting their businesses. They're just getting online. They're just building websites, just building social media. So at what point are you far enough where that investment will be worth making? Well, it, it can be very early on because one of the reasons, one of the things that uh, a lot mistake that a lot of people make right out of the box is that they get a site built for them. And if the site designer, the site builder, doesn't know anything about SEO, um, a lot of mistakes can be made early on that become messy to, to fix later. So if you can, it's good to either hire a site designer who seems to have a good grip on on-site SEO or have a professional SEO help and advise on the initial site construction. That'll save you a lot of headaches down the line. Um, then beyond that, 
it's it's probably becomes most important again once you've kind of got up and running uh, you've got a lot of things going on in your site and you look around and you seem you feel like you've plateaued it's like I'm doing a lot but I'm not getting anything more for it there's not more traffic coming in I'm not getting more conversions um, that may be the point where it'd be good to have somebody step in and take a look at your site and look at what you're doing and and give you some advice and so uh, Rand uh, is asking uh, what's the best way to know or determine if an SEO person or company is really an expert and they really know what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's so it's a difficult. I, I told you I, I said in the comments, somebody banned Rand from coming in asking difficult <laughs> right. questions. Um, you know, that's why I emphasized uh, and this is this is emphasizing again where the value of social networks come in. Uh, social networks aren't just valuable for uh broadcasting about your business and, and building business, but getting to know other people who do what you do and are working on sites too and getting recommendations. I think that's the best advice I can get. You know, find somebody who's happy with who they work with and work with them. Um, you just can't go by what's on a website. Uh, everybody says the same thing. Everybody. The one thing I'll, maybe I'll take it from a negative standpoint is if you go to any SEO website or see an advertisement and somebody's guaranteeing you results or guaranteeing that we guarantee you page one for your major keywords in two weeks or whatever like that, run away. Uh, anybody that's guaranteeing you something like that is uh, either going to disappoint you or they're doing something very shady and manipulative that's going to get you in trouble down the road. Mm -hmm. So, um, Let's let's then look at now uh, some reasonable goals that a small business might want to make. We talk a lot in our business strategy uh, episodes about setting goals. Mm -hmm. So, what's a reasonable SEO goal that you might set? Well, by goals, do you mean uh, what what should you be looking at to to want to accomplish from SEO or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a good area to talk about. Uh, about metrics and analytics, which are an important aspect of this, because you can do all this stuff and, and feel very happy because you've done something. You know, you, you've optimized your site; it runs faster, it's it's mobile friendly, or whatever, you know, whatever whatever you've done, and feel very satisfied with yourself. But is it really doing anything? And that's where the, the analytics is going to tell you that. And you you want to think about. What are, the, what are the key performance indicators that matter to me? If you're an e-commerce site, um, ultimately it should be conversions, sales. You know, has, has what I've done driven sales? Has it resulted in, uh, in conversions? And conversions can be things like people downloading a white paper or signing up for an email list. Uh, is that happening more because of this? Uh, if it's not, then you have to ask yourself why. So determining those metrics that are important to you. In the beginning, it might just be things as simple as more organic traffic. And when we when we talk about organic traffic, we mean traffic that's coming to you from the search engines, not traffic from paid advertising you've done or directly from referral links on other websites, but where you are showing up, um, importantly enough, in search for the things that people are searching for that get led to your site. Uh, now, that traffic may not initially be converting, but you've at least made that first step. You're getting people to the site. And now we get, then we get out into the whole area of, like you said, like search marketing, where you begin to think about uh, landing pages and optimizing for conversion. Is there, is there something, I get the people to my page, 
but if they're then not doing what I want them to do, is there something about that page that could be done better to get them to that goal? So as I say, it's really, it's not just technical stuff. It's the whole, it's learning about marketing and doing real marketing. And we heard about that too in our business strategy session about the importance of setting goals, but also setting metrics, rinse, repeat, go back and, and do it over again. Mm -hmm. So we're running out of time here. This is just so much information and I'm really grateful for it, Mark. And I know our, our listeners are. Let's jump real quickly then to your seven tips that everybody must do for SEO. And we've got about five minutes to do this in. Okay, let's go for it. We'll, we'll start the clock. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get just arrange them up here. If my computer will cooperate by stopping making it full screen, uh, get my list where I can see it. Okay. Uh, we've already mentioned getting a professional SEO audit. Uh, I, I don't think that's something everybody needs to do, but if you can at least do that, if you're going to pay for nothing else, that would be, that would be valuable to you. Get that punch list of here's the things, because a good SEO can uncover problems that you'll never know about and you'll be scratching your head. You know, why doesn't more traffic come to my site? Why doesn't this work? So get a get an SEO audit, you know, or if you're lucky enough to have a friend who will do it for free and knows what they're talking about, whatever you have to do, do that. Number two is take a hard look at your site like a user uh, and, in fact, get other people to look at your site. If you've got, uh, got good friends or relatives or people who can go in and who will, uh, will be objective and say, you know, I, I – I couldn't figure out where to find this, or when I clicked on this link, I went to the wrong place, um, or you know, look at it from if I land on this page, am I is the user going to think like, oh, right away, there's what I was looking for, that's the information I wanted, or this is helpful. Take that cold hard look at. It. As I said at the beginning, in many cases, if you set up a site that is good for users, that really helps them and it's easy for them to use, that's a site that's going to work for the search engines as well. So that's number two, taking that look at your site, that objective look. Number three is uh, get a friendly, mobile-friendly version of your site. And for this, you, again, really may need to hire some professional help. This is going to be more and more important. More and more of the Internet is moving to mobile, and Google has told us that if uh, they're going to begin to devalue sites on mobile searches that don't respond well, that don't look good, on mobile. If your site's hard to read, hard to navigate, navigate on mobile, you're going to fall out of the rankings and mobile rankings, and that's going to be important. So look into getting a mobile-friendly site. Uh, next one, this is number four, get a verified Google Plus brand page or local page for your site. Um, this is going to become more and more important. Google is looking for the trusted brands. They want to be able to identify who are the brands that people trust. And you help them to do that when you create a verified link, which simply is making a two-way link between your official website and a Google Plus brand page. Or if you're a local site, get your address verified by Google. And that, that enables them to then trace the signals, the social, social signals, especially through Google Plus, but elsewhere, um, to your site and, and build the trust around your authority, around your brand. Um, the next number five, if you produce content, on your site um, or you're creating content elsewhere related to your business, related to your site, uh, use Google authorship. Learn about that. Um, I just look up, look up Google authorship and author rank on Google. You'll find my community, 14,000 uh, members strong where we talk about that. You can get lots of help on that. But right now, uh, Google just wants to be able to identify and, and show photos and search. You've seen those for these authors. But 
in the coming months and years, they're going to be more and more evaluating the signals around those authors and looking for trusted authors as well as trusted brands. So that can help you. Uh, number six, regularly update your site with fresh, in-depth content on the topics that are helpful to your, your potential customers. Learn to think like your customers. What are the, not just what, you know, will they be searching for your products, but what, what related to what you do, do they ask about? Do they wonder about? Do they scratch their head about? You want to be creating the content that they're going to connect with. That not only gets them to your site, but it also, begin, if they're searching and more and more, they get led to you and you're helpful to them. It builds a good name around your site. It puts your brand top of mind for them. And when they're ready to actually do something, you're the one that they're going to think about. And the last one, number seven, is get social. Um, social signals now we don't think are really a much of a direct signal. It's not like, you know, if you get 15 plus ones, your site, your page will go up two points in the search rankings. It doesn't work that way. But uh, social signals are going to become more and more important. And right now with the advent, we don't have time to talk about Google Hummingbird, Google's latest update. But they are getting better and better at being able to parse natural language, which means that they may be able to make better use of social signals, understand what people are saying when they tweet about your site or post about it somewhere. Uh, and But overall, Matt Cutts, I'll just, just say this very quickly at his keynote, Matt Cutts is one of the chief spokespeople for Google Search. Matt Cutts said that social, is, social signals are a long-term play. What they want to see is over a long haul, that, you're, that people are sharing about you, they're talking about you, they're posting reviews about you, those kind of things, over the long haul, that's going to help Google to feel that you're more trusted and want to rank you higher in the search. So those are my, my seven quick tips. Wow. Let's hear a big round of applause for that one. I know if Mia Voss was here, she'd be having the clappers going off right now in the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Marty. Thank you. Hey, you know, we're, we're getting really close to the end, but I do have a couple lightning round questions for you. If we can do it as a yes or no, that'd be great. If you can't say, I'll have to answer that one later. Okay, do, exact right. do exact match URLs matter? Not as much as they used to. How important is my thumbnail on social media profiles? Uh I, I think they're meaning their my, my image, having my image, my face on my thumbnail on say Google. How important okay. is that to have my well, face? Particularly, particularly for authorship, I think it's very important. You have to have it for authorship. Uh, just very quickly about that, people uh, people's eyes are drawn to a face, and people like seeing a face. Putting a face on your uh, content is makes it seem like it's from a real human being, and that that helps involve build that uh, build that trust. One one quick thing about that too is I think it's good if you can to use a consistent face, consistent image across all your social media so that people get used to seeing you when they're, when they're out there. Well, I'm, uh, in terms of SEO, uh, I've heard talk that if we're having by the side or if Google can't recognize your face, that that plays into SEO. True or not? For, for authorship, you want to have a good, clear um, face photo. They use facial recognition software to recognize. Um, now, some big Big names get by without it. Like we've uh, we found we've found people who have sunglasses on, for example, and still get their authorship photo showing. <laughs> um, but uh, they tend to be very bigger names that Google's already built trust around. Uh, they've already kind of vetted them. If you're getting started out on it, you just want to have that good, clear headshot, uh, as you call it. Mm -hmm. And what do you think is the most overlooked part of SEO? If you can say it quickly or not, I don't know. Oh. Um, I'm going to say. 
getting the most overlooked, maybe overrated part is getting so bogged down in technical stuff that you forget to do real marketing. You're going to, the biggest payoff for you is doing real marketing, which means being helpful out there, creating the content and engaging out there in the world in ways that build trust and authority around you, around your brand, that make people want to be fans of yours, that make people want to share it and have other people recommend it to. Um, I think that's, you know, everybody that's a real pro in the SEO world is talking about these, that these days. You can't, you've got to be a real marketer. And I think Sue Chrisman nails it here when she says, I think we need a Mark Trapagan part two. So we'll definitely, <laughs> Sue, we, we do. We, we need Mark Trapagan part two. And anybody else that agrees with Sue, write in the comments, say, yeah, bring Mark back. So we know how right, many we'll of you are really enjoying this. We'll, we'll do son of Mark Trapagan, bride of Mark Trapagan. Uh, <laughs> That's excellent. So Mark, where, where can people find you uh, if they want to continue the conversation? Well, obviously Google Plus is my main my main hangout, uh, not, not to bridge a pun here, uh, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm the Mark Trapagan on, uh, on Google Plus, search me there. I'm also at Mark Trapagan on Twitter, and I'm fairly active on Twitter as well. I think those are the best places. Um, my blog, my main blog is at verante.org. Uh, you see it right there at the bottom of the screen, uh, slash blog, and you'll find us there on the Orange Juice blog. Uh, I think those are the, the best places to find me. Great. And I'm Jason Weiser, and I'm the owner of the Christians in Business community here on Google+. And I want to have a special thanks to Dustin Stout, speaking of guys in sunglasses, for uh, drawing... For, for writing, he gets away with it, right? Uh, because he was the one that uh, was commissioned to create our Get On Track um, uh, logo for our podcast series. So I want a big shout out to Dustin. Great job there. I also want to give a shout out to Kerry Green from podcastfasttrack.com, who takes our audio and turns it into a podcast. And I don't even have to do anything. I can just step back. Kerry takes care of everything for me. And he's going to be launching this podcast for us on iTunes and Stitcher and so many other places I don't even need to know. So he's a great service. If anybody's thinking about going into podcasting, look up podcastfasttrack.com and Kerry Green. Unfortunately, we don't have time to get to everybody's questions. There's questions about semantic web and hummingbird and keywords and all these things. Maybe, Mark, uh, you can join us over on the comment stream. Continue the conversation for a little while. I know you're real busy, but I want to thank everybody that came on the show today. I want to remind you to continue the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag pound on track tips. Come and visit us for past interviews with experts like Michael Nelson and Brand Wilson, uh, Mike Alton, uh, Ronnie Bincer over at ontracktips.com. That's ontracktips.com. This is the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, helping your small business one expert at a time. And we're saying goodbye to our expert for the week, Mark Trapag. And thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, Jason. This was awesome. Good to be with you.